The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Today's Thursday, August 29, 2013, and this is Medjinomics. Riaz is out of the studio today, but we're going forward with what we always do. And that's a program that helps you to apply the messages to different things, but all concerning the economic situation we find ourselves in. And of course, I've said for years, we've never had an economic problem. We've had a moral problem. The principles of the scriptures teach us that if you live God's statutes, your grain bins will be filled. All those needs will be met. Matthew 6 just told us that. So those needs not met, we have to question why. I remember sitting in Catholic schools and grammar school, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I remember during those periods talking about all the, the droughts in Africa and how people are starving to death. The answer to that is Christianization. Living the scriptures. Either the Bible's true or it's not. Those droughts can be alleviated. They can be provided for. And indeed, God has flourished and made areas green because of that. Africa has 
so many resources that it's really at the top of the world of what they have. Yet they have famine. Famine has always been scripturally something to do to sin. There's a lot of witchcraft in Africa. A lot of things that shouldn't be happening in Africa. Highest AIDS epidemic in, in the world. So we have to come back to when we see things like this happening. <clears throat> it's not just drought. It's not just famine. It's a result of something not taking place in the soul. God provides. The New Testament speaks about this. Matthew speaks, speaks. Matthew 6 speaks about it. It's a repeated theme principle that God exalts the nation that exalts Him. So we are scared to say these things sometimes. Because we're these poor people. No, it's poor sinners. It's not living the Christian life. Christianity is the answer to everything upon the earth. We've forgotten that, and that's why Lady comes. She's come to show us that the answer is her son, the founder of Christianity. And we follow those principles. It doesn't mean we might not be poor. It doesn't mean that we might not have all that we need. But we'll understand everything, and God in the end will provide. He will give what you need. If you live his statutes. But there's a lot we'll suffer for in the future because of what we're not doing. A lady gave us a bombshell message. Something similar to January 25th, 1987, just a couple of days ago. When she told us on August 25th, 2013, I do not desire for you, dear children, So you have to repent for everything that you sh- you could have done but did not want to. A lady does not desire famine. A lady does not desire people not to have their needs met. But what can she do if you don't live God's statutes? If you don't do what you should do? If you don't do what you could do? It's very simple. Live the Sabbath. Live God's statutes. And He will provide a way out of every situation that has no exit with prayer. You'll perceive the greatest joy out of every situation that has no exit. How? Through prayer. Now, he says in his 25th message, Every day I am sowing... And I'm calling you to conversion. She's talking about food. Spiritual and physical. That you may be prayer. That you may be prayer. Your life be prayer. Not a life of prayer, but be a prayer. If you're prayer, and God's looking down upon you, do you not think He's going to give you a remedy? Does not Scripture says, Well, good Father gives when a son asks for a loaf of bread? a piece of bread, he gives them a stone, what more would the Heavenly Father do? It doesn't make sense to me. I was confused in his grammar school hearing all that. Why is there famine? Because I was questioning even as a young kid. Just like I was questioning college as a young kid. Why do people want to go there? They must be stupid because they need more education past 12 grades. Something's wrong. They're not necessarily stupid IQ-wise. They're just not thinking. 
I tell you, there's not one occupation out there that cannot be learned, cannot be taught from somebody else. Nothing. From the rocket scientists to the greatest physicians to low-tech to labor to carpentry. Apprenticeship is the way. Anything else that you put between you and that occupation is in the way. And when you get somebody, a surrogate system, like a college, teaching you things, they add to your education, your higher learning, things that you don't need, and things that's perverse. Every college is doing it everywhere. Even if it's pure things, and the way you think and the teacher you think is not the right way to think. What keeps you from doing things that you could do now that you'll repent for? What does that lady mean by that? She says, I don't desire, I do not desire for you to have to repent for everything that you could have done, but did not want to. People don't want to make the moves. People don't want to sell a house and move into a shack or move into a trailer and buy a little bit of land and start growing food. Or start making themselves independent. Get away from the autonomy. Gain autonomy away from the system as it's traveling. They don't want to do that. Because it may be too hard. maybe too difficult. So when I says, I don't want you to repent. I don't want you to be in a position to have to repent. Because every time you have to go and get a pail of water 100 yards from your house... Or not even have a house. And you'll think about what you could have done in the time of grace, in the time of invitation, in the time when the messengers are showing you what to do physically and spiritually. That you're thinking, why didn't I do that? How stupid I was. I wanted to go to football games. I wanted to play soccer on Saturdays. I want to enjoy my Saturdays. I work five days. I'll do my pleasures. I do after work. I do when you could have been canning tomatoes. You could have been learning how to grow tomatoes. Don't think you can just put a seed in the ground; it comes up. What about rust? What about too much rain? What about too much sun? What about insects? You're going to grow tomatoes for you to eat for an insect to eat it. You better know what's going on with it. There's some higher learning that needs to be learned that college don't teach you about. What about the grand colleges? Auburn University, places like that. You can learn it yourself. The most educational thing you can learn in your life is how to learn. Because if you learn the process of how do I go about something, how do I learn, then there's nothing you can't learn. I've told people things to do, and they said, well, I don't know how to do that. I said, the project will teach you. You go say, okay, I've never nailed a nail, but I'm going to build a doghouse. A simple carpentry act, a carpenter act, that when you start, and you want the board cut to length, that board's going to tell you, you got to cut me to make it fit. How am I going to make it fit? The next board. i got to have a measuring tape. The project will teach you. Just do it. Don't let your thoughts stop you. Well, I don't know how to do that. Let the project stop you. And when it stops you, you'll have to figure out a way around it. Hey, this not the butter knife don't work on this board. I think I may get one of those things I saw some, they call skill saw. It teaches you if you know nothing. And that applies to everything. Everything possible. Yesterday, one of the kids, Joy, came to my office and said, I got four splinters. Can you get them out? I really didn't have time. I said, okay, I'll do it. 
And these are splinters from hay. Very difficult to get out, but very painful because at the end of the nerves, you cut your finger off, and sometimes a splinter will hurt more. God deadens that pain so you get you can keep your mind and, and keep your senses so you don't bleed to death to get help. But a little splinter, splinter or a paper cut can cause a lot of pain. So I'm digging these splinters out. They're blonde because it's yellow hay. You can barely see them. They're really tiny. You have to dig them out. And she's not the only one. All the kids come to me to get splinters out. Why? Because I've done a lot of it. I figured out the way to get it out. It taught me how to do that because I never could afford gloves when I had to get my own splinters out. Whatever you have to do in life will teach you if you have an open mind to learn how to be taught by the project you're doing. It's the teacher, not a professor. When you learn these things, you can make things in life that you never thought about and you can do things in life and do what you could do now. Our lady says, look at the signs of the times. Look around you. That doesn't motivate you what you think you see. It doesn't motivate you to question why is it the homeschool is growing seven times faster than the public school enrollment and it's going to explode over the next coming years. Dr. Susan Berry says as dissatisfaction with the U.S. public school system grows, apparently so has the appeal for homeschooling. Educational researchers, in fact, are expecting a surge in the number of students educated at home by their parents over the next 10 years as more parents reject public school. Amen. Reject it. Why would you want to be a part of a system uh, for something that you know is way off base and way out of balance? Ran by NEA. You're part of the NEA, National Education Association, is nothing but corruption and control. And as far as education, it's perverted what it does. Some of you may be with Ms. Green and be part of that. I'm sorry if I offend you, but truth is offensive. And if you investigate it and you look at it in mind, you'd see that you can't be a part of this and what they promote and the ideas that's so anti-Christian the Christians that participate in it don't even see it because they're not in prayer. There's a lot of things you could be doing. And these words of Our Lady, I do not desire for you. She doesn't want you to be in Africa in a famine. There's things you can do. Start the whole village in Novenas. Start praying to God. Start doing things. Be active. Don't wait till somebody come help you. Africa's got the resources to do many things. I know some will condemn me for that. So be it. I do not desire for you to have to repent for everything, everything, she says, that you could have done, but you didn't want to, or you did not want to. Bombshell message. How many people are going to see all those stupid Saturdays I wasted? All those after-hour works? Or that job I wanted to do this and didn't do what I should have done when I got off? Or I sit there and watch that stupid black box in my house wasting all those hours and have no food to eat now? No means to have food for myself? What do I do? What can I do? 
all these things, all these difficulties that we have to repent for, it seems it can be changed now in the present if you want it, if you desire it. It doesn't mean you'll always be tasteful. Oh, I want to because this is something I'm, I'm happy about doing. A lady made me do a lot of changes in my life I wasn't happy about. Nor did I want to do it. And therefore I say, if you don't do what you could do now and everything and exhaust yourself, your monies, your fortune, your house, your everything you do, if you do not exhaust yourself, you're going to be sorry. And you're going to be lamenting January 20th, or August 25th, 1997. Soon will come a time when you lament for these messages. Why? Because you didn't do what you could have done. I'm telling you, this is an atomic bomb sentence. She's warning us. And I covered it on the 25th, and you should listen to that show, about what people could have done or what they don't want to be part of Medjugorje because of this or that. And so it is that we have in front of us an opportunity to change our future that we won't be regretfully sitting there in repentance. What did I do? That repentance is the suffering that you're causing now by not doing what you should do. So Joan's got a short read that will even tell us some of this, how the school systems and what's going on in the schools. Kentucky students to First Lady Michelle Obama. Your food tastes like vomit. Students in a rural Kentucky county and their parents are the latest to join a growing national chorus of scorn for the healthy school lunches touted by First Lady Michelle Obama. They say it tastes like vomit, said Harlan County Public Schools board member Mira Mosley, at a contentious board meeting last week. The growing body of USDA meal regulations implemented by the Department of Agriculture under the Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act of 2010 has long been a signature issue for the First Lady. Citizens of Harlan County don't much care, though. Their primary concern at the board meeting was a bevy of complaints that local children are starving at lunch and for the remainder of the school day, because the food on offer in the cafeteria is crappy, and there isn't nearly enough of it. Kids can't learn when they're hungry, parents shouted to the board, according to the Enterprise. Other gripes involve the new bread, which students don't want to eat because it's brown wheat bread, and the new milk, which is skim or 1% fat, not 2% or whole. The cafeteria's chocolate and strawberry-flavored milk offerings are now non-fat. Jack Menard, the school district's di- director of school and community nutrition, was on hand to explain that the federal government now governs both food choices and portion sizes in most American school districts, including Harlan County. Under the National School Lunch Program, participating schools must provide lunches including free or reduced price lunches with minimum amounts of fruit, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, and whole grains. Also, in what presumably falls outside the hunger-free aspect of the act, there's a calorie cap, 850 for high school lunches, 700 for middle schools, and a mere 650 calories for kids in elementary school. 
Students can only have one serving of meat or other protein. However, rich kids can buy a second portion each day on their own dime. Servings of carbohydrates, such as potatoes, are limited to just a single serving of three-fourths of a cup per student. On the plus side, students can eat as many fruits and vegetables as they want. Across the country, students and parents have expressed dissatisfaction with the federal government's new food regime. Some wealthier suburban school districts are simply backing out of the national school lunch program, though doing so can mean giving up a six-figure annual subsidy for the district. So what do we get the federal government telling us how to feed kids? Interesting enough, the First Lady is doing it, and they say the kids, it tastes like vomit, which is fairly humorous. But that's what you get. Oh, but here they give fruits and vegetables all they want to eat to that. But can you imagine what that tastes like? We can't even get pay good money for good fruit today and it be even ripe. It's only for appearance. It's beautiful. It tastes nothing. It's tasteless. In fact, I picked an apple out of our one of our little orchards here yesterday. I came and gave it my one of my grandkids' face because it was fast. I just took one bite of it just to see what it tastes like. And immediately I thought about being a kid because in our neighborhood we had these ugly-looking apples that had black spots all over them, not bruises, but just like a, a brown growth that grows on them, like stains them. It, the appearance is horrible. And I remember as soon as I tasted that, of being a kid, six or seven, eating those apples one after another, how good they were. And as soon as Faith tasted this thing, she says, is there any more down there? She ate the whole thing down to the seeds. It looked awful, but it tastes good. We have fruit today that looks good that tastes awful or, or bland and no taste. Where have we gone as a people? It's only for consumerism. It's only a facade. It's only to look good. We have a plastic society, including the cards the way we pay for it. We don't question anything. We wonder about it, but we just accept it. Can it be changed? Can it be made good? Our lady thinks so. Do what you can do, even those things you can't think you can't do. Think out of the box. How can you get out of your place and get on some land somehow? Go look at mobile homes. I'd rather live in a mobile home on 10 acres of land than a nice house on a short little lot than no land. Start thinking. People are springing up communities all over the place. When the, when the website, They Find the First Shot, gets completed... And it's a real complicated site. We'll connect people. And communities are going to spring up across the country. It's already happening. People are hungering for it. We're hearing from people. When we ask our lady the question, I did October 686, I asked for conversion to take place here and it spread throughout the whole region. Same conversion Medjugorje. A few years after that, we heard a black preacher in Mississippi says, you know, I don't know what, the Spirit just came across me, but I think there's going to be a real huge revival across this nation, starting from Birmingham, Alabama. There's prophecies out there saying that. We've heard it through the years. My brother was just telling me about going to a program, and somebody's traveling around and says that the, that the, the conversion of this land is going to come from here, Birmingham. He's Protestant. He knows nothing about our lady's apparitions here. Knows nothing about October 686 that, Mary, would you grant conversion, the same conversion Medjugorje here, and that it divinely spread throughout the region? 
And a lot of people believe that. A lot of people have come to me through the years and told me about that. I've, I've really forgotten about some of it. And now we've got a cross binding this nation under the cross, not a symbol, not something pretty, not something even just easy to climb to and get to, but for a purpose. And I felt when I asked Carly that question through Maria, and she says, you will attain what your desire is. She said that literally, quote, that's part of the message, that there would be divine conversion beginning here. And now we have communities wanting to be just like Caritas across the nation. You think there's something to that? You think there's something connected to October 686? You could do a lot of research in this. You could do a lot of investigation. You can look at the history of Caritas, the history of what's happened here and what's happening in other places and where this is going and what they find the first shot is bringing forth. Yesterday, Maria in Medjugorje had her apparition. Our community's there. They attended it. And Maria asked Our Lady in the apparition for peace in Syria and the world. Our Lady normally blesses, doesn't say anything, but you know what she said? Pray, pray, pray. Our Lady knows this destroyer is heading towards Syria. She knows the situation. And it's rightful so. Nobody should be able to spray people like cockroaches with raid and kill them over wide areas. There's a, there's, a, there's a responsibility as a nation we do have. I'm on board with that. No problem. See no problem with it at all. But it just shows you the mindset that the signs of the times are so volatile and you do nothing while you stand there, old man. As for me, Joshua says, in my house, we shall serve the Lord. I'm mixing forefathers with prophets. We should do that. Because our forefathers were with the prophets. Their dreams were with the prophets. And he's coming as the prophetess of our time to show us that if you don't do what I'm saying now, you're going to be repenting to what you'll suffer from those things and things that you didn't do or have. And because of that, I want you just to reflect. I want you to start thinking. That's the biggest thing with the message, is just think. And once you start that process, you'll become on fire. And that's why they said, therefore, little children, again, with enthusiasm, say, I want to be assigned to others. People copy what we do here. Why? Because there's a window to the future, the future life. Because there's no future. There is no future. As Yvonne's message said Friday, or rather alluded to, last Friday night, we talked about this on the 25th show, but Yvonne said, and we covered this very strong, that the world, this humanity has but one future, or rather has future but under one condition, that it go back to God. In other words, go back to the grand way of life, a simple way of life, closer to God, closer to nature, not the university scene. Get away from that and everything it encompasses. I remember in grammar school saying I'd never go to college. What was that imprinted in me? I don't know. But we run an international mission. It contains a lot of business operations, a lot of, uh, of technical things, a lot of sophistication. It'll teach you how to do that if you're put in that position. I've been placed in that position. 
God put me there. And I'm proud that I can do what I do because at least it's be humbling your proud pride. Because God put me there and it wasn't through college or with college. And don't by any means think I'm not talking about being educated. But you can educate. You can learn. This is your decision. Not outside that box. Frank, you there? Yeah, and it's it's true that conversion is coming from Starrett, Alabama, and, and where you are, and particularly through the writings. And when I read our lady's message and thought about, you know, repenting about the things that we're not doing, one of the things that is so important that we all need to be doing is, is spread of these writings. Um, I didn't realize until I got down here how important they fired the first shot in 2012 is to economy, to local economy. And I expected things to be much better because of the way the South is, as far as tyranny goes, than it is in the North, to find out that there's pockets down here that are as bad or worse. And that's where they fired the first shot 2012 comes in and getting this into the hands of, the other, of other people. So we, we provide them for free here. We know this is going to do a tremendous be a tremendous help for local economy. It ain't going to happen. We pass out here locally. Um, we've done a lot to pass out. Look what happened while you're sleeping. We're going to get those. We don't overwhelm people down here, but we're going to get those out there. But I also uh, came to see you last week. You were speaking um, in support of uh, Sheriff Finch that had um, protected someone's constitutional rights and got fired for doing so. I don't want to get too much into that. But um, I grabbed Sheriff Mack's book, and uh, I just didn't have a copy of it, so I hadn't read it yet. And I have to say, this is something that, again, you can pass out to local law enforcement. You can pass out to uh, people locally. It's about an hour read and um, for an average reader, and it's incredible what it covers. So um, I was just very encouraged. This has everything to do with economy. This has everything to do with the local economy. The, the economy's being uh, destroyed by tyranny and the things that are going on in the schools. All these things can be stopped by they fired the first shot in 2012 and put it in into place. But I also you know, wanted to promote what Mac is doing because it is, it's truly awesome. For those that haven't read his book, uh, County Sheriff, America's Last Hope, get it. Get extra copies. You'll want them and pass them out as well. You need to read. You need to first read. They find the first shot. Then his book. His book would be second, and it's in that order because it, it brings the light hot, st- even stronger. What he writes. Yeah, that's right, and that's we're giving out those first, and we'll always do that. We'll always do you know give those to the people that need to get them first, and it says it in the book. So we don't want to be repenting for not doing what, particularly the last writings are telling us to do. These are the most important things to put into life and, um, you know, to prepare ourselves and those around us for what's inevitably coming. You, you, if you love Our Lady, if you're following her major apparitions, you have to be, at every moment, like a cock pistol. And in other words, if you have a pistol, you cock it back and the pistol's 
the 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 hammer's are halfway cocked back, and it just takes a little bit to pull the trigger. When we go out of carry times, we got materials in our vehicles. We're looking for somebody to aim at the ladies' messages. And God sets it up over and over. The most remarkable stories. The most we could be in a store, standing in line at a store. Something will come up. If you've got the ammunition, you got the gun there, you got everything ready there, which I'm speaking in symbolically of the materials, or they fired the first shot or something else about Midjugorje, it's, it happens. I can't keep, I got a box in my truck when I go out. I always am giving something out, and I don't even try to, but I'm ready for it. And it's incredible stories. Our lady's looking to convert the entire world, one person at a time. And if you be that vehicle, if you make yourself properly disposed of that, you're going to confession once a month at least. You're doing your prayers. You're doing your rosary. You're doing everything you should be doing. You're trying to live God's statutes. If you fail, you repent. Then do you think our lady's not going to use you? You don't think she's going to make you cross a path that she's been searching for this person who's been agonizing for years. I've got a problem. And, and God, I need help. That you, the apostle, she won't put across the path. I've got thousands, thousands of stories this has happened. On my individual, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the mission and the writings. I'm talking about as an individual just crossing somebody's path, being there at the right time in the right place. What's that song we just prayed recently? Time is everything. You don't know how long God's been putting on a path. I often tell when we do the, the Maria's coming or we're doing an event, we're doing September 14th, the exaltation of the cross. We don't know how long Somebody may be coming to somebody who knows Medjugorje that God's been trying to get them here or across the path or somebody don't know anything about it. It's just like what this thing with Sheriff Finch, Frank was talking about. We climb over walls and obstacles that, that, that it's not penetratable with the messages of Our Lady because they're not, they're not inclined toward that. But when I'm there, you wouldn't believe how many people we open the door to Our Lady who had no interest in it some of who said they're coming here. One key figure, an own figure, who said they want to come here and climb up to the cross here. And they didn't know anything about Medjugorje. And we didn't overload them with that. God will use you. He wants to use you. Our lady said that message at the end of the 25th message, I, that say enthusiastically, I want to be a sign to others. You've got to be in that position to do that. And you could do that. Reflect just for a few moments after this show. How many times you could have done it and you didn't do it? How many times you didn't confront the things you needed to confront? Because you'll repent for every time you didn't. Every move you haven't made, you will repent for it. For those spiritual failures of somebody you could have reached or you could have witnessed to. And I don't mean go preaching the gospel to them and beating them over the head with the Bible. You can enter into that through politics, through work, through economy to marriage, to problems with the kids, to whatever it may be. I entered the back door on everything. We don't come and say, hey, you got to listen to Mary's messages. Mary loves you. It's not the way. Frank, any last comments before you give your contact information? Yeah, this anyone you get into a conversation with, you can, you can see, hey, I got a book for you. You know, something that would have happened to them, and it, they fired the first shot, 2012 covers just about all of it. You know, everything that people are suffering from, that has the answer for it. And just finally, people probably want to know what's going on with the silver market. We got uh, um, 
a big short covering rally, and you're going to see this as we talked about. And this is the paper sellers, naked short are in weak hands, and so you know there there may have been a six dollar move since last time um, I was on the show. I was busy last week, but um, this is what we're going to continue to see, and it'll take many many months for uh, for this to unwind, and it's going to unwind it in a much higher price. The the hands that are holding. The naked shorts are too weak, and they're going to have to capitulate. What that means is is um, the price is going to be higher. It's seasonal. Take advantage of uh, of the silver price now. And what is call. spot? What is spot right now? It was it went up to about twenty five dollars. I think it's resting uh, today, maybe twenty four something, around twenty four dollars. So you say but, uh, you're going to continue to see it go up, or the or the uh, are they going to cash in the paper? Not, to make it go down? not in a straight line. Not in a straight line, but it, but it, the the up the and down, up and down, covered, yeah, are going to take it's going to take tens of dollars higher from here. In um, in my view, and what I'm reading for this to be for be, this to be covered, it'll take several months. But um, but yeah, I think that yeah, you're going to see a much higher price in the future. How exactly it'll unfold in the short term, we don't know. But it, it's it, it, it has to go higher. It's the nature of of where the price is decided in the paper market. So your contact information? You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com, and you can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Well, I'll leave you with these words because you need to burn this message, and you're going to hear a lot about this message from me repeatedly in our mission that our lady says... I do not desire for you, dear children, to have to repent for everything that you could have done but did not want to. This is the time to act. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.